0: Welcome to the Betsy Boss Podcast.
1: Welcome back. We are here with part two of our cult special. Hopefully it'll get a cult following out of y'all because <laughs> yes. we are super excited about it and it's definitely something different for us. We have gone through a lot of kind of murdery stuff, a lot of different crime stuff, but haven't taken this deep dive into no,
0: cults yet. I've not been fully initiated into a cult until now.
1: Yes, until now. And I hope after that that first part, you guys all got a better idea of why these women got talked into becoming part of this cult in the first place. Yeah. I mean, none of these women actually signed up, quote unquote, for a cult. No. They all did this on the pretense of self help. It was so alluring. And frankly, when I was watching the different documentaries about this, I was struck by how awesome Nexium sounded. Were oh, you? yeah.
0: That and also just like these women in general were just, you strong. know. Yeah, they were strong, powerful. Like it was just incredible women that were in this organization, this cult now. I shouldn't even call it an organization. <laughs> but I think that's what's so interesting, too, is that it was able to bring in women of that
1: caliber. Like Yeah, yeah. It's so true. And. Um, It's amazing the way that Keith Ranieri, the leader, um, just picked apart their weaknesses and used them against these women and really used it to kind of create this army that was really ready to go. I mean, we don't know, obviously, because Keith was arrested and, um, you know, he's in prison for the long haul here, but it's sort of begs the question, what was he preparing to do yeah, with all the, the different game? Yeah, what was his end game? He had all these people ready to be mobilized. He had these readiness drills which were just insane, where he would just force everybody to be ready at a moment's notice for whatever he asked. And you just wonder, like, where was he gonna take yeah, this? Because
0: that's a great point.
1: Yeah, these are not useless things to have in your arsenal. These right? are really useful kind of
0: yeah they're tools when you have a group like that
1: especially a number the number of people exactly yeah it's shocking so we're really gonna do more of a deep dive this time we did last week we sort of talked about the development of of nexium here yeah just to get your feet wet this week we're gonna really do a dive into the special unit called DOS mm-hmm. that was part of Nexium and the one that was especially problematic for all these different women, the one with the branding, will go into the different symbolism in the brand itself.
0: Yeah, I thought that was interesting to kind of look into because I didn't know that.
1: Fascinating and such a cruel irony after uh, all that these women have been through just to realize what this brand really meant yeah. when they were being sold a completely different story. Um, But I think you guys are going to be really into this. I think you're going to really be fascinated. If you're anything like us, we just could not stop learning about Nexium yeah. and couldn't stop learning about these women and how things just went from bad to worse due to this psychological manipulation that Keith Ranieri and his team used.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. Here's part two.
1: So I guess where we wanted to start off was talking about some of the more famous members of Nexium because right. I think a really big draw um, of people to the whole story of Scientology. I and was just to, gonna say,
0: yeah, yep. just like Scientology with that. It's
1: the same way. And yep. honestly, it's really smart that these companies, oh, yeah. and these um, religions, whatever you want to call them, Recruited celebrities and famous people and just powerful folks because these people have the biggest secrets. Yeah, and the most
0: to lose. Yep, yep, and it's it's like perfect free marketing too. You know, if they're passionate about it and they're in the public eye, you're only going to get more attention and more people, you know, wanting to learn about this uh, religion or whatever. Right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So some of the people that I saw when I was looking for. Famous folks, like well known folks who joined. Um, let's see. So we have, do, 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 Allison Mack, obviously. Which so, I have to make a comment on.
0: Please do. <laughs> I don't know if I said this last time. I don't think I did. But I, can I just tell you, I kept, I kept getting her confused with, I kept wanting to call her Alex Mack. Me but too. Do you, remember, do you remember that show of on Nickelodeon? Course, where she turns into, into a molten puddle. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Love that. That wasn't her, right? No. And I kept thinking that too. Yeah. I, I, was I wish like, it was her. Oh, oh. my God. Yeah. It, now that, that's something to be proud of that yeah, role. That, that was a good one. Yeah. Smallville or whatever the heck she's on. I heard eh. that um, Alex Mack didn't even use a stunt double for her turning Whoa. into molten lava. <laughs> Nick on a budget back in the day, right? That was just her own
1: special <laughs> talent. She could actually Ugh. transform into a puddle and well, slide that under been doors. Perfect
0: to get away from good old creepy Keith over there. So, oh,
1: tell me about it. That's one skill that Allison Mack probably should yeah. have. Yeah. But yeah, so she is on Smallville, like you said. Mm-hmm. She was on a television show called American Odyssey in twenty. 20- 2015 she is pretty much Keith's right hand man or woman and good lord so what's interesting too is and what we're going to get into is the fact that Nexium was known for having branded a bunch of its members yeah and specifically the female ones now we'll talk about how that all happened how you Mm -hmm. go from hey, this seems like a cool company to let's get something branded yeah. on like my body. How? Yeah. How? <laughs> Big progression between Ugh. those two. Yeah. But the brands are actually said to have been a little combo of the initials mm-hmm. KR and AM. Yeah. Or you
0: guessed it, Keith Ranieri and yep. Allison Mack. Yep. And we've got some pictures too that we'll put up on Instagram. Remember? absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's, a whole explanation we're getting ahead of ourselves but there's like a whole explanation behind this branding and then it's like nope it's just two narcissists like putting their initials on people
1: yeah so. and of course these people you'd think probably wouldn't have agreed to this branding if they no. knew what was actually getting branded to them no
0: definitely it's like not.
1: getting an ex boyfriend or girlfriend right. tattooed to right. your body <laughs> never a good idea no no. But the next person that I saw was Kristen Crook. Kristen Crook, mm. that only knows she was also on Smallville, so small family there, Hi. and she was also on a show on the CW called Beauty and the Beast. So never <laughs> I don't watched remember it. Remember that one? But okay. Yeah, um, and she basically joined thinking it was a self-help group. Yeah, and freaked out, left it in 2013, wow. and had. Pretty much no contact with any of these people. Wow. since Wow. So yeah, she just, you know, it, and it sounds like she just wanted nothing to do with them.
0: She saw through even, it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And to the point where she won't even like report on any strange wow. behavior. She's just like, I only took a couple classes wow. and then I was out. I never saw wow. anything weird. I just, I, I was out. Got a bad feeling. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I know. And then Sarah Edmondson, was the next one now mm-hmm. she's a canadian actress but she's been incredibly vocal yeah. she's sort of she the, was kind of um, the like whistleblower in it yeah she's kind of what's the woman's name in um ugh this leah ramini she's sort of the leah ramini of nexium the way leah ramini oh, was yes. to scientology yeah. yes and you know she's really come Very out true. spoken out and She's the face of,
0: of kind of the defector or whatever. Yeah, she really is.
1: And she was just in this big article about the branding, which we'll, again, we'll get into later, but, um, she was super involved in the cult. She recruited a ton of different people. She climbed the ladder, Mm -hmm. got them thousands of dollars, and she even opened up her own sect of the cult in Canada, yeah. Um. And earned a commission for every new member. Yeah. So.
0: Which is, that's the scary part when like your income gets intertwined with something like this. And if you want to get out, how do you get out, you know, without losing it all pretty much.
1: Exactly. So uh, another person, Nikki Klein, who is in Battlestar Galactica, mm. and um, she actually ended up getting married to Allison Mack. Which what is I didn't thought, that. Mm-hmm, and it's thought to be totally just a trick like a business
0: deal or something uh-huh, yeah, to allow like them a to live stunt together or something.
1: exactly exactly wow so she whew, she's like right up there with Allison and Mack and it's really scary
0: so the the other um, people that I wanted to touch on too that become very important are the Bronfman sisters, I guess is how you pronounce it, Um, Claire and Sarah, and they are the Seagram heiresses, and they joined the organization in the early 2000s, and so you can only imagine the money that they bring with them, and that becomes a very important factor, you know, Mm -hmm. in the company, and especially later on when the secrets start to come out and stuff like that, so...
1: And I think um, we touched on it, but I don't know if I gave the figure that 200 million, they think, was likely spent by the Brompton oh sisters gosh. to support Nexium. And
0: which is nuts. That's just, I just don't even know.
1: And it was such a good idea for Nexium to choose like these, these rich children of yeah. these wealthy parents oh, and everything yeah. like that, because it sort of seized on the idea that like, Rich kids always want to be distinguished from their famous parents. Right, right. They don't want to just be. They want to do so something on their kid. own. Kid,
0: like, yeah, yeah,
1: they want to, you know, make their own path and exactly. feel they're doing their own
0: thing. So even though NextGen is kind of the like overall group, they have a lot, a lot of different groups and organizations within this organization for different, you know, sects of the. People like they pretty much found any category they could and were like, Here's a group, that's a group, join this group. You know, like made all these. If you're a woman, it's a
1: group. If you're a man, it's a group. If you're, you know, into yoga, it's a group. Everything is a group. All these
0: different things. Yeah. So they had Jeunesse, which was Society for Women. The society, they love their their acronyms too. So they had Society of Protectors or SOP or Standard Operating Procedure, um, which was aimed at men so it was pretty much like the jeunesse of men i think that came first actually and then jeunesse was formed for women you know based off of the same kind of principle um and these are just like major overall ones another one was the rainbow cultural garden which was an international children's organization where Yikes. children were exposed to several different languages so it was like Ooh. let's let's get that rosetta stone going early on or something. Yeah, and indoctrinate them while they're still young. Oh, yeah. Which, again, Scientology, they love that. Like, they are, snatch the kids, put them away, you know, raise them without the parents, all that stuff. And then, I don't know if we want to jump into this now, but kind of the creepier side of Nexium and the different groups really comes into light when this group DOS, Dominus Obsequious sororium, I guess is how it's, what it means, D-O-S. And it's a Latin phrase, which when translated means master over slave women.
1: Which you'll see (laughs) is just as creepy, if not
0: creepier than it sounds. Yeah. Like sign me up. That's what I want to join.
1: Yeah. A slave master relationship that I can't get out of. Mm -hmm. That's basically my job my right. life, my family, my everything. Okay, right. sounds good. Super safe.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's, um, so I guess if we want to jump into this, um, after watching the documentary, Sarah Edmondson was really the one that, again, she's kind of the whistleblower on this. So it really follows her story. And she had gotten up higher into this organization and was obviously in Jeunesse and very involved just in general in Nexium. And it was presented to her by this other woman named Lauren Salzman, who was also pretty high up there, um, obviously, in the organization as well. Who's was as, also
1: high up in the ranks of worst eyebrows of all time, oh, people.
0: Bad times. She had some bad 90s eyebrows, and this was in the 2000s. So it was not good.
1: They were some like spermy They, rainbow, they were spermy
0: little quotation. <laughs> what I want to say, like commas on her face or Yes. Whatever.
1: And they really, she had similar <laughs> eyebrows to her mother's, yes, Nancy Saltzman, yep, yep. who we talked about a lot last week. So- Ugh, the yeah. the eyebrow twins. Honestly, if that doesn't turn y'all off, or make oh my you god, it's like, do insanity. I need to
0: do I need to have those eyebrows to be a member of this group? Like, is that right? the whole like initiation? Ugh. Is I'm like, fill that shit in, get yeah. yeah, that shit on. Oh my, my god, god. Mom, I am making not... a mistake, but fix it. Yeah, we're not we're not living in the '90s or the '80s here. Like, there's Anastasia Brow Wiz is out there for you. Oh, yeah. Love it. Anastasia. Yeah, like, come on, get it together. But it was pretty much presented as this like prestigious kind of secretive next step for women that were high up within Nexium, And it was like an honor for Sarah to receive this invitation. So pretty much it starts out creepy and it gets creepier. So I'll just, I'll just go into kind of the first sign of like how it starts to go. So she's pretty much invited to this retreat. um, And it's just like, presented to her as a small group of women that are going to be initiated into DOS. And they're going to go to this unknown location, I guess, and spend a weekend growing and, you know, becoming full-fledged members of this um, little group here. And to even learn more about this society, she had to give them collateral. This was one of their buzzwords that they loved. Which, um, by the way, is
1: essentially just blackmail.
0: Oh, a hundred percent! Like that's that's the thing that, like, my god, the way they describe it, they're like, you you're giving us this because then it will um, be used to ensure that you keep your vow of secrecy. That's like yeah. that's literally blackmail in other in other words, like, like terrifying. You're spelling you, it out pretty much right there.
1: Yeah, and. If that's not a big red flag to, hey, there's going to be a reason why I really want to tell people about this, but they're going to make it so that I can't.
0: Yeah. Um, So the collateral, though, that she was asked to give before even really like fully being invited to this retreat or initiation weekend um, she needed something kind of like what we're saying, pretty much blackmail worthy. And she was like, well, I don't really have a secret. I don't really have something like that that I could give you or tell you. Like, I, I'm a pretty open book. Um, and so Lauren was like, well, it's okay. Let, let's just make something up. Like, I'll record you and just, you know, just say bad things about – pretty much she said some, like, terrible things about – Her husband abusing their son and terrible things about her parents, which obviously she said, you know, they're not true. But to be invited, you know, to participate, she had to give something. And so this was what she gave, which is just, I don't know if that's scarier or not. You know, like if your secret gets out, even if it's true, that's one thing. But if something like that gets out and it's false and really damaging,
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's
0: kind of scary too. You know, like, I don't know which is scarier.
1: I honestly, yeah. I don't know which is worse because I mean, she just had so much to lose, Sarah. She had this incredible husband, amazing child, beautiful life, you know, supportive parents, what have you. And for her to just put it all on the line. I mean, you can see how indoctrinated these people were and how eager they were to get involved because you just really put it all out there. Right. And I mean, again, none of it was true. Like, it's one right. thing if it's true and it's like some part of you maybe wants right. the world to know or right. wants someone to find out, like yeah. if her husband had truly been abusive or whatever, maybe, right. you know, that would make sense. Like, all That's right, I'll tell true. this person, yeah. I really don't want it to get out, but maybe part of me kind of does. Right. And- you know, but in this instance, I think it's almost worse when yeah, you're lying. That's,
0: that's what I was trying to decide. And I think you're right. I think it is because now it's like, you're not only worried about a secret getting out, but you're worried about a false secret getting out and people believing it.
1: Yeah. And like, it's like, whether you want to screw yourself or screw others. Right. And right. this one really like took a lot of people under. Yeah, so
0: Yeah. It's just, it's, it's very sad. And like you said, should have been a red flag, but I guess when you're so far into it, you know it's your life and you trust these people, yeah like you're gonna go along with it
1: it's so true and just to kind of give a spoiler alert, basically everything became collateralized, yeah, and the collateral was more than just sort of an entry fee it right. became a monthly weekly yeah. whatever like your, your monthly tax that your you monthly dues yeah. yeah like for a sorority where you know they would have to send updated collateral It's crazy and obviously you know not everybody lied to begin with but right. a lot of people ran out of shit to provide right. yeah because They're like, hmm, well, we can only My life is not this
0: bad. Like, what else do you want me to say? exactly. And I can't even
1: lie at this point about something that's worse or more severe or even just in addition to what I've already said. So I think a lot of the women ended up getting talked into sending just like really dirty photos of themselves, really disgusting videos of themselves. So they think they're sending these photos, videos- all these different forms of collateral to their little sorority sisters. Right. But in fact, we come to find out down the line that everything was really being run by none other than the chief puppeteer himself, Keith Ranieri. Yeah, Creepy Keith. Creepy Keith. And, you know, what this really says is, This is all a ploy to get women to think they're part of this female interest group, right? Where they've got their sisters and it's a sorority and it's gonna make them more empowered than ever. Yeah. And in fact, it's just a ploy for Keith to get nudes pretty much and to get sexual favors from these women.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So the way that this was all set up, so um, Sarah obviously provides this collateral. Just going back to the weekend, she's told um, by Lauren that the whole setup, and hence the name of Das, is this master slave. But they're like, oh, don't think of it in a bad way. It's not, you know, it's master-slave relationship, but don't think of it in a bad way. Yeah, they brush it off as being like a metaphor. They say, you know, you're really a slave
1: to your fears. Of course. Total gaslighting. Total gaslighting and total just like trying to make it less scary exactly less, you know concerning yep. and as we talked about last episode the whole process within Nexium was a big device to trick these women and men but mostly yeah. women into just misinterpreting their own body signals exactly. misinterpreting their own feelings of right and wrong mm-hmm. morals and to just not question when things got creepier and creepier, yeah. more and more sexual, weirder and weirder,
0: and more and more morally corrupt. Exactly. Yeah, it, it It definitely like, and with this organization being like the elite for women in this, it's just like, you can kind of see it ratcheting up as far as once women get into this organization, like- just the the breaking down of individuals and manipulation and it's just like you're so far into it and it's just such a different level that's sad honestly like it's just as it's hard for an outsider to th- like understand but it seems to me at least uh, Sarah I thought was great in this documentary and she yeah. explained it really well she's like I never thought I'd be somebody that you know would get into something like this and as an outsider outsider I'd probably be like how did you end up in that situation, but when you're in it, it's just so much harder to see.
1: Yeah. It's so true. And it's kind of a, you can't see the water you're swimming in type yeah. of situation. And especially when they lure you in yeah. and they start small with, exactly. you know, he's kissing all of his women on the <gasps> mouth that was and creepy. then they just, you know, kind of build it up with. It's grooming. I mean, it's, it's, it's full grooming yeah and you know things go from bad to worse and more and more nefarious and until you know keith's talking about is rape really wrong well i don't think so because it's all in the victim's head and this that and the third and you know finally these women are really just like a self contained system for self gaslighting exactly they're second second guessing everything Yeah. yeah
0: they don't know what to believe yep uh, but getting back to the the master slave situation, so Lauren pretty much explains to her. So first of all, they're on this she's on this you know like vacation or whatever, or this little retreat on the weekend to get initiated. And Lauren explains to her that this master slave relationship is kind of like in itself a pyramid scheme or a pyramid where, each individual ends up taking six, ends up taking slaves under them. Once they get to six slaves under them, they are considered a grandmaster. Okay, cool. Um, and but pretty much, what would everybody want to be? Yeah, got to get that grandmaster status. Um, Every and, girl's dream. But so then it's pretty much, again, like a pyramid where then, so Sarah's going to be Lauren's slave, but then Sarah can take her own slaves. And so it, Again, like you're saying, like the sorority type of thing where you've got your big and your littles, but mm-hmm. your masters and your slaves. Right. So pretty much being a slave then, if Sarah, you know, she agreed to be Lauren's slave, it was like asking permission to do Everything pretty much asking, Can I go to get go to bed now, master? And yes. then she texts back, Yes, you're okay to go to bed, and then have to text her in the morning as soon as she woke up and pretty much be on call for God knows what. Um, but then the other big thing was that slaves had to do something for their masters, so Lauren had obviously like six slaves at least, and they would come and do housework, run errands, do chores, stuff like that for her. And it's just, I don't know. It's just crazy to me.
1: Yeah. It's insane. I mean, they really function as slaves
0: in reality. I mean, they're doing free labor yeah, exactly. for these and, people, for and these masters. I just don't know what the like guises that they're saying they're gonna like this is gonna help you grow as a person like how I don't know
1: telling someone I'm going to bed
0: asking to go to bed telling them when I'm waking up in the morning like I just don't I don't know I
1: don't don't either and a big part of this too was caloric restrictions weight loss was a huge deal in Nexium, a huge requirement for the slaves so they were told that they had to build character, use self-restraint in order to lose weight, right? And the thinner the better. I mean, this was not like a bodybuilding thing. It was no. not get it was your not fittest. a healthy. It's not weight washers. No. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, there was no part of this that was like looking for health, looking right. for wellness, looking for fitness. It was all about being emaciated yeah and if you didn't meet the weight requirement you had to spend a period of time in albany and <sighs> you know just like sort of being forced to i guess lose the weight yeah until you could get down to that point where that
0: camp even though it literally yeah. st-
1: which i'd love to attend Ugh. honestly oh my god it sounds like it worked but They'd have to ask. Instead of every... Sweet Home
0: al- al- Alabama, <laughs> it's Sweet Home Albany. Sweet Home Albany. <laughs>
1: Ugh, but it's crazy. I mean, the slaves would have to ask their masters if they could have 10 calories, 20 calories. Crazy. And the masters, if they said no, then you just would have to be hungry or you'd That's have to so... you know, deal with the pangs of hunger or the dizziness or whatever you had.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not okay. And it's, it's very unhealthy and just... Yeah, you could see some of these women in some of the clips that they had again in this documentary, where it just they were clearly unhealthy, and it was obviously a result of this whole kind of deprivation that was associated with dos here. Um, oh,
1: absolutely, and it almost feels like just another way that Keith weakened these women. That's so true. That's because, very true. That is know, very physically, true. Physically, they kind of couldn't fight back so against true. you know the rape, which did occur, right, and. Right. Um Really, anything
0: that you did to them yeah so after giving collateral, though, let's get back to the whole weekend itself. So she gave the collateral initially to know about it. she's on the weekend, and then she's told that she needs to give even more collateral and this is when, like you said, a lot of women... Um, give nude photos or you know some compromising photo of themselves and so Lauren told her to just take off her clothes and take a picture we'll just use that for this so yeah then at that point though she's brought to a room and she's told to undress and given a blindfold and then she's brought to another room and she could feel that there were a bunch of people around her but obviously still had the blindfold on Um, at that point she was told to take off her blindfold and looks around there's four other women that she knew and they were all naked themselves so it was this like weird Weird. yeah like embarrassing trying to embarrass them yeah yeah
1: yeah and she's sort of introduced to them as okay so these are going to be your sisters right which sounds even more again. sorority yeah, exactly. status over here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's beyond creepy. Yeah. Um, and what happens next is even creepier. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is the creepiest. So she didn't get into it, but I assume they asked them to put on their clothes because <laughs> this is just a small detail that was left out, but they were given their blindfolds again and told to get into a car. And she kind of peeked um, as they were driving in the car and she could tell that she was going to Allison Mac's house. So, again, the high priestess over here. And they get there and this is when the terrible portion comes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, they had a
1: um, woman who I guess was a doctor. Right. Um, and they had a cauterizing pen, <gasps> um, which is disgusting. Yeah. They had
0: no, um oh my God. Anesthesia or anesthetic a- or like any, like, yeah, whatever. So uh, with the cauterizing iron though, so she, ooh, this just is like terrifying. They were told that they were going to get this brand on them. And no. it was
1: supposed to be the size of a quarter, right? Like that yeah, was Yeah, it was whole supposed thing. to be
0: tiny, like tiny, tiny.
1: Which, who? it was not tiny. It was
0: not. Yeah, and here's where we get into, like we said, we'll post this on Instagram, but the brand itself. So the way it was described, it's this weird bunch of squiggles, lines, triangles, whatnot. Um, but it's described as seven lines and it's based on the four elements. It already doesn't line up with their description as they go into it, but they said the line at the top is the sun or the sky, the triangle is the mountain, and then the weird little squiggle is the river. We come to, like you said, you know, we come to see that it actually is the initials for KR and AM. But they tried to pass it off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It just is ridiculous. Oh, it's so completely ridiculous and
0: painful. Like, my God. Yeah. And Sarah said that it took about 30 minutes per person and she was the last to go. And so she's outside, you know, of the door hearing these other women go through this. I hate the description. Like, your flesh burning. Like, oh, Sounds so painful.
1: Mm -hmm. So awful. Disgusting. Not to mention the massive. I mean, they have pictures of these brands and the branding iron or whatever caused these huge keloid scars to just erupt from these women's skin. I mean, and they're down by their brain
0: too. They're like down, like in their pubic area, and it's yeah lower
1: belly, like yeah. It's just seems so incredibly painful. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's not good. So at this point she was in DOS. she was doing the slave texting doing the chores doing the and taking on her own slaves and again the collateral increased i'll just mention this but at one point she pretty much they asked for her to give the deed for her home to them
1: which is crazy i yeah. mean that is literally that's like collateral that's when you go into bankruptcy right. i mean we're talking severe severe consequences yeah for a sorority basically. Yep. And, you know, one that's basically being controlled by this man who's right. just using it to get dirty pictures.
0: Yeah. Well, I think let's get into that then too. So originally the way that DAS was presented to most of these women is that uh, it, it's a women led organization. Like obviously they know Keith probably had to sign off on it, but like he's not involved. Yeah. Um but then it kind of comes to light, Sarah finds out later on, that actually Keith, um, Keith is you know involved in this, he's the head of this, and Allison is the head of DOS, Allison Mack, and she's Keith's slave. So pretty much, again, it's, it's just like trickling down from this creepy guy and his sexual perversion.
1: Right. So basically, by the time these women came to DOS, they already were totally worn down by the yeah. Nexium training. Right. Um, they were really just broken, you know, and they had already had their morals questioned and, you know, cast asunder. Yeah. So they really didn't have any room to question some of the practices that went on. Right. And women were told specifically that they had assignments to seduce Keith. Um, And there were all different variations to these assignments, um, but basically the end game, regardless of the assignment type, was a sexual contact of some sort with Keith. It's crazy. And with India Oxenberg specifically, who's one of the young women who was interviewed, she basically was told, all right, you need to seduce Keith and then Keith needs to take a naked picture of you. to send to Allison Mack, the little troop leader, Mm -hmm. to prove that the assignment was complete. And essentially, it just, that is the beginning of the explicitly sexual abuse by Keith. Yep. Um, And he basically, he told India at that point when he was taking the naked photo of her that, hey, I'm Allison's master. That makes me your grandmaster. That's right. Oh, God. It became clear at that point that Keith was the puppet master of the entire exactly. thing. Exactly. And that women were told he was uninvolved, but he was really right. pulling all the strings. Yep. So yep. he was just, he was using these women as an extension of his need for power, <laughs> need for control. Yeah. He was so narcissistic and insecure. He oh obviously my God. was like acting out his weird insecurities, weird yep. feelings about himself on all these women.
0: Yeah. On a power trip there that just, Was not okay. It just, I don't know. I don't know. It just is really baffling to me. Like how somebody like that exists and can just like, how can you not look at yourself and be like, what I'm doing is probably not okay. Right. I just don't get that.
1: I don't know. Awful. Yeah. But yeah. So I think a lot of the women, including India, thought that the sexual abuse would end with this um, seduction assignment. Right. But in fact... It was never over, yeah. and it's just you know, the first step into that's it. That's just much. the first step. It's really, I think, just a way for Keith to test these women. To yeah. See, okay, how exactly. far can I push them? Exactly. How quickly can I push them? Are they going to comply
0: with what I say to my do? My other demands. Or, yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. Um, so basically, it went from sort of the master coming to these women to get the photos or to get mm-hmm. the assignments into to the point where keith himself would hit up these women for gross photos Mm -hmm. for videos for sexual favors of any kind and the irony of all of this is that keith was supposed to be this celibate brilliant man who was just like too pure
0: to have sex. Yes, he wore the white sash because remember he's a student of life. (laughs) Exactly,
1: (laughs) the eternal student. Mm -hmm. Um, But really he's polyamorous with all the women in his inside circle. And he just, it sounds like could never get enough sex. A woman could never be submissive enough. The abuse escalated. Yeah. Yeah, it's a huge power trip. And basically, you know, if a woman didn't comply with his demands sexual or otherwise she was subject to punishment yeah and any woman was up uh, the chain of command to allison right and you know the penance was bad oh yeah again just like
0: scientology like lock them away exactly
1: Apparently one woman was confined to her room, like in her house for almost two years as just a punishment.
0: She was was quarantining before it was cool. Exactly. Oh God, that's awful.
1: Right. So it was just, it was shocking the power that Keith had over these women and, you know, that he just exerted over them and that they were willing to provide to him.
0: Yep. Yeah. So. Sarah, again, kind of our heroine here. She eventually decided that she wanted out. She was done with Nexium, and not only that, but because she was so high up in this and because she was so involved in recruiting other people, she felt very guilty, which is so hard. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's, uh, you were in it, you were doing what you thought was right, but now you kind of want to, um, uh, expose this to try to prevent other people from being harmed, being branded, all this type of stuff. So she actually worked with an investigative journalist named Frank Parlato in June, 2017, um, and kind of told her story and her story actually ended up really becoming bolstered by an October, 2017, New York's Times article, New York times article, if I can speak. And um, it really focused on DOS and exposing all the stuff we just kind of went over there, and so this was the first that anyone was really hearing about Nexium at all and all of these crazy things that were going on behind the scenes. So, again, like, um, what's her name? You said Leah Remini, Remini yeah. yeah, like she was kind of the same type of thing where she was the public face of going out there, doing the interviews, telling her story. And this was kind of Sarah doing the same thing now and right. telling the world what Nexium was and what was going on behind the scenes.
1: Yeah. It was like a coming out in a way. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's probably important for us to say too, that this article, you, I would think personally, mm-hmm. if I didn't know the story that this article would have like shut this shit down completely, right. but it really didn't. And um, I think it gained more notoriety and more interest because it was right in the wake of the Me Too movement. Yes. And people You're were so, kind oh, of I'm interested. so glad you brought this up. Yeah. And like, yeah. And it was sort of which is super important and pertinent to our podcast, but right. um, you know, it was really perfect timing. Yeah. And I remember seeing something about the fact that. The members of the Nexium community who left were mm-hmm. all actually really kind of excited that it was yeah. in that this Me Too stuff was just coming to light, right? Becoming a big deal, and celebrities were endorsing it, this, that, and the third, so that they could then come forward. It gave them a platform exactly. to exactly. do all this. So yep. that was really neat. But honestly, it sort of fizzled after the article yeah. for a little bit. Um, What was really like the tipping point that got everybody arrested? I don't
0: know if there was a tipping point in it. I mean, I know part of
1: it was that India Oxenberg's mother, Catherine Oxenberg, so, this woman, this famous actress who is just like a glamazon, like, you know, related to like royalty. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. There's just a whole extra link there, and we could have a whole episode about her by herself. Oh my but God. her daughter was recruited into Nexium. She was the one who brought her to her first Nexium meeting. And unfortunately, oh, it oh. really clicked with the daughter, yeah. India, right. who just loved it, fell in yeah. love with the whole Nexium thing, the whole. You know, self help scenario that they were pumping out. And because of that, she got really swept up in the yeah. entire Nexium world. She was abused by Keith, you know, mentally, physically, every way possible, and has since come out to tell her story. Yeah. But it took a lot. To get her to the point where she was
0: comfortable coming yeah. out, and and her leaving. and her mom was trying to do like at least again during this documentary, her mom was consulting like all types of cult, um, not cult experts, but I guess that's how I want to yeah, like, call yeah. them. You know, where where it was, how do you interact with a family member that's in a cult to try to get them out? Yeah, because it turns yeah.
1: out, I mean, there's a right way and a wrong way, oh, yeah. and. Yeah. If you say anything, I mean, these people have been groomed so specifically yep. to be, you know, faced with all these questions right. and to be faced with um, criticism about the cult and about its leader and, you know, every different facet of the cult. So they're all taught these very specific answers yep. and responses, and here's what it means when somebody asks you. What you're doing. Here's what it means when somebody calls this group a cult. Right. Like they're just jealous. They're right. just, you know, it's a smear campaign. Right. I mean, right. every single thing, there was an answer scripted to go with it and yeah. to avoid the cult members questioning exactly. their family members, their friends, people who were trying to get them out. Yeah. Um, yep. So, but all the while that India is involved and wrapped up in Nexium. Um, her mother, Catherine Oxenberg, this glam is on is like trying to get her out and she's getting a lot yep. of publicity for it. Yep. She's got, getting in like people magazine, other yeah. magazines, and, um, is just eager to get the word out that, okay, this exactly. Nexium thing is a cult. It is a bad thing. They took my daughter and I want her back. Right. So right. I do think that put at least some pressure, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It put the, on it put the story
0: out there and reinforced you know, this New York Times article, it, it was another voice kind of, you know, and she obviously had Hollywood connections and, and powerful connections with the Royal family and all this stuff. So like she could, she could get in with somebody if she wanted to talk about this and get the word out there. So I agree with you. I think she definitely had a, um, a part in pushing this. Yeah. And, um,
1: and thank God she did, because it led to these arrests. Exactly. Which just ha- When did they happen?
0: Was so it this it, year or last year? So the original arrest was actually in 2018. Oh, right. um, the sentencing was just recently, but the arrest itself happened in March of 2018 when um, Ranieri was arrested and indicted on charges related to DOS, including sex trafficking, sex trafficking conspiracy, and conspiracy to commit forced labor. So uh, again, it just kind of goes into the um, description of kind of what he did creating the society of women uh, whom he had sex with and branded with his initials. Coercing them with the threat of releasing their highly personal information and taking their assets. So, pretty much complete control and fear coming from yes. him. Yeah.
1: So awesome. You know, they all get arrested, all these people, and uh, the videos of them all being taken away. I mean, there must have been such a high for those people who were previously involved with Nexium yeah. and got out to be able to watch these folks get handcuffed and taken the fuck away
0: yep yep so pretty much based on this trial because he's also charged in a federal case based on this trial um he was sentenced to 120 years in prison which is amazing a long time a long long time
1: he ain't walking out of there
0: nope Um, But then there was a federal prosecution that actually began, just like everything bad, in January of 2020. (laughs) And this was accusing Ranieri and 14 associates of conducting illegal psychological experiments on members of the company and abusing them physically, emotionally, and financially. Oh, my God. And
1: did we talk about this last week, the psychological experiments?
0: I don't think so.
1: Oh, my God. Well, there was this just, I forget if we talked about it but there was this doctor who essentially he showed the women these like horrifying videos and stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he would like sit these women down and would subject them to watching just like really just messed up, violent, um, disturbing images, just to see kind of what their brain activity would reflect and how it would change. and. I mean, to the point where these videos were so damaging that they would just cause these extreme emotional issues in these women. Um, it wasn't anything that the women consented to. It right. wasn't anything they knew about or understood. It was just part of the Nexium experience. So this guy really had a captive audience and a captive study group and it was just unfortunate. So I'm glad that he got yeah, nailed for that too or that the organization got nailed for that too.
0: Um, so pretty much we also have, in addition to good old Keith here being arrested, the Bronfman sisters were sentenced to, um, I believe it was just one of them, but on September 30th, 2020, so not too long ago, mm-hmm. uh, sentenced to six years and nine months in federal prison. They also, by the way, payroll, like, funded the whole... Um, you know, legal defense, any legal anything. They were throwing money at it. And then we also have good old, uh, Alison Mack, AKA Alex Mack.
1: AKA Alex Mack. AKA
0: Alex Mack wears a hat. How about that? (laughs) Do you remember that at all? Yeah. Do you really? We got to find that because <laughs> my mom yeah, oh used my to like, I loved Alex Mack and my mom, went, yeah. oh, like my was mom remembered that song and be like, Alex Mack wears a hat. How about, How about that? that? <laughs> She's got a bad hat. I'll find it. That just really like jogged my memory. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. I'll find that. Cause that just is, that's a classic. Um. But pretty much, yeah, I, I think that's kind of where I have. So she was second in command. She was arrested and indicted on similar charges. And according Thank to God. prosecutors. Yeah, she totally like. We didn't go into it that much, but yeah. she was so
1: incredibly creepy. So and involved. and Yeah. And you just, I mean, there are times. When she was so
0: incredibly creepy. She, she was. was so
1: incredibly creepy. Oh, I. Yeah. Uh, well, what's interesting is like sometimes you have scenarios like this where you see like an abusee becoming an abuser mm-hmm. and you don't really know who's to blame it kind right. of feels like okay like this person was also a victim and, yeah. yeah is also a victim exactly and it's similar I think to the Jeffrey Epstein situation with Ghislaine Maxwell Ooh. his first right. in man right his
0: yeah right hand woman
1: his right hand woman and with both she and Allison Mac, there's just. I'm sorry,
0: y'all wanted to participate in this. I Yeah, I don't care. Like, y'all benefited. not holding a gun to your head, and uh, exactly. yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, and I agree. You're an adult between, and like, you're responsible,
1: right? And there's a difference between complying with something that hurts you, right, and doing something that endangers and harms exactly. others, exactly. Like, and. I don't even know. I mean, I know India Oxenberg spoke a lot about, you know, how she was actually kind of uncomfortable and worried about when she got her slaves because she didn't want to have to subject them to the branding. She didn't want to have to force them into these uncomfortable situations. Even though she was in that deep, she still had the wherewithal to say, you know what? No, this isn't right. I can't do this to somebody else. I can make this choice for myself, but- If I'm forcing somebody else to do this, that's that's crossing a line.
0: I agree. I I agree. I mean, there is if you're not being threatened with bodily harm. I don't know. It's hard because obviously we've never been in that situation. But I sure and it's think,
1: brainwashing. And
0: I still think there's some responsibility that you need to take for your part in it. You know.
1: I agree. And I think that's what separates somebody like Sarah Edmondson from somebody like Allison Mack. Right, right. Because Sarah, you know, even in the more up-to-date documentary, you know, work that she's done, she is always feeling guilty. She's yeah. always apologizing. She, you know, just wants to do right by these people that she recruited and that she, you know, was powerful over and I don't know. I just think that says a lot that she owns up to that. She owns yeah. that she was wrong and that yeah. she exerted, you know, a huge power over these people and apologizes you know, for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't feel that from Allison. I mean, I agree with you
0: No, you know, maybe you could I, argue I she was you. in
1: deeper and she was more powerful, but I, I just,
0: something it's doesn't not smell a, right. Yeah. It's not an excuse. So exactly. Yeah. So to end it on my favorite note, mysterious murders. Yes. I found um, some notes on speculation that, and this is just pure speculation, that several women that Keith interacted with over the years kind of had an untimely death and questionable scenarios. Uh So I'm just going to kind of list these off. All right. So the first of them is Gina Hutchinson, who was found dead of a gunshot wound to the head. Um, She was involved with Keith. Then another woman named Kristen Snyder disappeared and was last seen at a Nexium event. A live-in girlfriend, Barbara Jeske, I I believe, and Pam Kaffritz both died from what was diagnosed as cancer at the time. But it is alleged to have actually been poisoning over, Ah. like, you know, kind of doing it over um, long-term dosing. And then his partner, Kristen Kefi, survived cervical cancer, which, okay. And then in 2009, uh, Ranieri was filmed and he claimed, I've killed people because of my beliefs. He's also a creep, so he could have just said that. But
1: yeah, and he's the type to brag about something yeah, like that. Exactly. And when he didn't really do it because, you yeah. know, who's a narcissist and a baby?
0: But but the, the well, the last thing, I want to watch this documentary. There's apparently an investigation discovery documentary that aired in 2019 speculating that Keith had committed homicide. And according to the program, a woman who had lived with him had developed bladder cancer and ah. actually submitted a hair sample at the time oh and the hair sample apparently came back revealing evidence of dangerous levels of bismuth and barium oh yeah don't know a how couple that of elements yeah i was going to say it's definitely on the periodic periodic <laughs> table but yeah so wouldn't shock me because i don't know this whole thing is crazy and he's a creep so yeah, oh, but just an interesting all. Yeah, just an interesting. I definitely want to look into that. So anybody yeah. else that's interested in this whole story, I think that could be a interesting next step to look into.
1: Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Betsy Boss podcast. If you'd like to find us online, we're on Facebook at Betsy Boss Podcast, on Instagram at Betsy Boss Podcast, on Twitter at Betsy Boss Pod. And our email is BetsyBossPodcast at gmail.com. Also, Betsy Boss is now on both iTunes and Spotify. If you like what you hear, please rate, subscribe, and comment. Thanks again for listening.